Hello, my name is McKenna O'Brien. Welcome to the Post Chapel Podcast. We're so glad to have you here today. With us today, we have... Adam Morris. I'm the worship pastor at Bridge Point and st- uh, interim student pastor as well. Uh, Elijah Moss. I thought the message was really, really good. I liked everything you said. I was really locked in the whole time for it. Um, my dad's a pastor, so he actually preached on like the same thing that you preached on like a month or so ago. And I think this is a huge thing, especially for young people and baby Christians. People need to find a church, and they need to find somewhere that they are appreciated and loved. And no church is perfect. You're not going to find a church that's going to be – you're not going to find anything that's perfect. And I like how you, you know, immediately went understanding the church's purpose. And I love the Hebrews verse you say, because my dad did the same thing, where he says, not giving up meeting together. Yeah. And I love that because it's so encouraging. And it's hard to walk through your faith alone. Like you pointed out immediately in Genesis, God said, I'll send a helper for Adam. But he's also, you know, saying in terms two that, you know, he doesn't want us to be alone in our faith. I mean, even Jesus had a team. Like Jesus didn't want to be alone. So, um, I was I enjoyed the message that there was a there's a lot of things that stuck out to me, but I really like uh, how you pointed out immediately like don't give up meeting together like don't give up going to church. Yeah, you, you have you have a lot of I don't know I've heard it said before a couple weeks ago I heard somebody say, yeah I'm in the NFL. And they're like oh what team you play for? And they're like uh I'm just in the NFL. <laughs> like if if we're not grounded and committed to to a team of of sorts. Mm-hmm. You know, then then we don't have our community. We don't have our launching pad to go and do what we're we're called to do, the Great Commission. You know, mm-hmm. if we don't have a place to launch us from where we are to where we need to be, then we're just over here claiming to be something that we're probably not. Absolutely, we need to definitely get around. You know, certain people that and and everybody in the church, like you said, has different gifts and a different role, and that's the great thing about coming to Christ, and just realizing that God has given everyone the same purpose, but you, you get, you use that purpose a little differently. Like for me, I feel like one of my gifts is, um, just encouragement and speaking to people. Um, and I feel like through baseball, I'm able to do that with guys in my team and just through competition, um, and stuff like that. And the church supports people. Like you said, uh, and use the Ephesians 4, 14 through 16, and the verse 16, it says, held together by every supporting ligament. Like, we're supporting each other through one body of Christ, and I really hope people attach to that because everyone, like you said, everybody has a different gift. Everybody has a different role, and I really hope that people, when they listen to that, realize they're like, I hope they went back and they're like, what's my gift? Like, what has Jesus given to me? And some stick out, but some you really got to pray for. Mm-hmm. Some you really got to go and see, like, okay, I'm pretty good at this or this, or God's really blessed me in this area. Like, how can I go and maybe go help the church in a way? Because, like, some people think you have to be a pastor or you have to be a worship leader or you have to be a singer to serve at the church. It's completely wrong. Like, I remember hearing a podcast about serving at a church. If you're putting up chairs, if you're cooking, if you're holding the door, handing out bolts, you're serving in a way. Like, that. that that's still serving mm-hmm. in the church. So... And I really like that you emphasize that like everybody has their own thing that God gave them to be good at because it's so easy to compare yourself to others. Like the most obvious gifts, like you're a worship leader, you get up there, you sing and everybody watches you. Anytime I was growing up in church and I hear people go on stage, I was like, man, I wish I could do that. And it took me so long to realize that like, I've got my own gifts too. I've got my own place to be. My place isn't necessarily where your place is. And it's so important to figure out 
how what God gave you to be used for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we live we live in a, a day and age, you know, being in 2023. <laughs> you know, when I was your age, by this time they said there'd be flying cars, you know. But what we do have is is Instagram and and Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so we're constantly comparing ourselves. And then when it comes to the church, like just exactly like you said, we we want to be the one that's seen. We want to be the one that's put in the light mm-hmm. so that they're seen a certain way. But if you would ask me, if you walked into the church that I belong to, the the people that I think don't get enough props for what they do are the people that meet you at the front door. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the yeah. greeters. I mean, the gift of hospitality is something that I don't have. I'm an introvert. I'm kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. I've spoke when spoken to kind of guy, you know. But when you walk in the front doors of our church and you're met by these these smiling, excited people. It really people. sets the tone, too, oh, yeah. for, the, for yeah. you know, the church service. Yeah, but but we all too often want to say, oh, I want to be that person on stage or I want to do this. And we can't we can't compare ourselves in that Absolutely. way or we set ourselves up for failure like and we miss our gift. Comparison is like really the thief of joy. And that's a huge thing that Satan is really really good at, is making you compare yourself. Even as Christian people, like, you know, we can look at, a brother or sister in Christ that you know maybe a little more mature in their in their faith, and be like, man, she she's more holy in God's eyes, or he's more holy in God's eyes. In a sense, that's not true, but we have to realize that you know God has given us the same purpose and a different gift to use for His. It's all for His glory. We have to remember yeah. that it's all for mm-hmm. His glory. And if God all gave us the gift to be a pastor, there wouldn't really be a church. I mean, there, there wouldn't really be people in the. In the, in the crowd, there wouldn't really be a, a church. And and like going back to the Ephesians is supporting ligament. Everybody is a different different piece in the body of Christ, yeah. like you said. Greet, greeters at the door, the pastor, the people leading the worship. There's a lot of people that don't get the the spotlight per se, and some people don't like it, which is understandable. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of people. I mean, it's like being an offensive lineman in the NFL, like the running back – Scores two touchdowns, goes for two hundred yards, and he's getting the spotlight. But yet, if it wasn't for those five big guys in the front, he wouldn't be running for for no yards. Yeah. So and some people get the credit, and then, like you said, like some people go unseen. And I think it's like there's a hierarchy in the church. Like people like to put different emphasis on different things, and like the people holding open the door at the bottom, and the people that re like I, the communion in my church is like these COVID things that they just kept because it was mm-hmm. easier. Like the people who refill that don't get talked about. People that get talked about are the people that do the baptizing or the people that are speaking on stage or the people in the worship band. And it's like, it's not about that. God loves you the same whether you're back running the tech board or holding the door open or talking to everybody. And yeah. it's one of those things where you just really need to put that into perspective sometimes. And it all goes back to the second point you make. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, are we trying to make disciples? Are we trying to be a Jesus example? Are we trying to follow in his footsteps? Are we trying to love, serve others, relate to others? And in that kind of sense, it's not, and pride gets in the way big time sometimes, like you Mm -hmm. said, the spotlight. We all want to be a leader, and we all want to, you know, be on on the stage and and do this and do that, which which is not a bad thing to, you know, want want to be a leader for God. But I think finding where really God wants you to be and being humble is a big key about it. Mm-hmm. I've know that the more I've grown in my faith, I've had to be way more humble because I know for me, especially being an athlete, that 
you know, you always think you're at this level and then you're really, you're, you're, you're really not sometimes. And it's, and the more humble that I've, I've found that it is to be in the eyes of God, the just more peace I have, the more content I have, the more I realize that I fall into the place I should fall in. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like having like that mentality of being humble mm-hmm. will also like boost your gifts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, like the church I used to go to back home, I, I like played in the band for like six years, but like I started to realize, like I started to make it more about me because, you mm-hmm. know, I was playing drums and getting, I was getting better, but like I made it more about myself. But then, so I, I took like a, about a year off of playing just to really like sit in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Of. Like just to actually like worship so I could actually get close. And then, I came back and I, f- I felt like I just, he boosted my like Amen. abilities mm-hmm, in absolutely. every way. No, it's the, I think it's really easy to like get in these positions where like you're doing a good thing. Like we lead the podcast or if you lead a G group or if you go on stage and pray or if you're in the worship band, I think it's really easy to like get in your own head just because of the things you hear, the things you see, the things people say to you that like you're up here and everybody else is down here. And that's not how that works. Um, I go to a Bible study at home and we're reading in Galatians. I, I'm pretty sure this word is. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. It's in the Bible. I They're promise. coming after you. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're getting no. canceled. And it says, you are not that important. And I, we read that and I just like blinked. And then I read it again. And I was like, dang, they got a point. Like, you know, it's one of those things where you got to put yourself down a notch sometimes because yep. it's so easy to get a big head about stuff, but you are not that important. Yeah. As soon as, soon as your, your ego kind of takes over, uh, God will usually put you in your place. Oh yeah. You know, and kind of rabbit trail here a little bit on the same thing. And it wasn't ego, but years ago I was a worship pastor at the church I'm at now, but this is my second time here. And I left cause I lost my voice. I couldn't sing anymore. And like it was gone, gone three and a half years. Hey, I've heard you sing. You got it back. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Oh, wow. But it, it, it was gone three and a half years, you know, by noon every day I was hoarse. And it's not that I ever made it about me. Uh, I've always been, uh, I guess you can't point out your humbleness without losing your humbleness, but <laughs> I, I've always been like, just kind of the, okay, yeah, it's whatever kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I just must move on. I don't want the attention. And I've always been that way. But when I lost my voice and I went three and a half years of kind of torturing myself until I finally let go and surrendered. And, and it's like when I, when I step back into ministry after three and a half years, uh, God's like, okay, but now I need you to do this, this, and this. You know, I never would have been a teacher. I never would have been a, a preacher. I never would have been giving sermons before. But now now I'm, I come back, and it's like, okay, you're going to leave worship? Yeah. Okay, can, can you preach too? Yeah, sure. And then you get what I'm saying? Like there's all these things. Like you can't put yourself in a box. You know, we can't put God in a box, Absolutely. but you can't put yourself in a box. Somebody that spoke at chapel actually said that a couple of weeks ago. You can't put God yeah. in a box. Yeah. And 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 all of which that God's gifted me to do terrifies me. Like if I had to choose what I'm going to do, it wouldn't be what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like I would rather just punch in, punch out, head down, go on about my business, and be the greeter or. Not even the greeter. I, I would rather be the custodian that comes in when service is over. <laughs> he takes you. He so takes I don't you have to associate with people. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me, I can relate because, you know, several years ago, if you would say that I was in this position, I, w- I would be shocked because I was nowhere <clears throat> near in my faith where I was, um, kind of living a lukewarm Christian lifestyle, young guy in his 
early 20s, late teens, where I was doing my own thing. Um, but when I really get out of my comfort zone with God, um, I was just like, okay, I'm along for the ride now. Like I was like getting just random requests to be a leader or like with campus ministry it came on so fast. Like it just was, everything really came on at once. And it was like, I can't say no to this. Like, I feel like my, well, this is one of my gifts is to, you know, be a leader and to, you know, just, just encourage people and help people. So, and that's a thing about being humble too, is like, man, when God knocks on your door and when God calls your name, you just can't, you can't say no, because like you said, he's going to equip you. You yeah. have to let him equip you. And it's in like, ways you never imagined. Yeah, exactly. And if yeah. you're not going to allow him to use your tools, then your tools are, your tools are useless. I'm going to throw a random question at you. Okay. Mm. Having been someone who was kind of like unsure, I don't think so. I don't feel equipped enough. And then you enter something like campus ministries and you, you're, you're given opportunities to serve in that and connect in that. What would you say to somebody who always shies away from saying yes? Like the people that you know, man, they'd be great in this area mm-hmm. if they would just commit for, you know, a season or if they would just say yes one time, they would see what we see. You get what I'm saying? Very good question. I think, first of all, I know for me, I pray for almost like 99% of the things I do. Like, even if it's something so small, like there's nothing too small or too big for God, I feel like, in a sense. But I think saying yes one time, just putting your foot in the water. Like, for me, it was being a leader at FCA camp. I did not want to do it. Like, I felt God tugging at my heart for multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff Moran, who'll be on the FCA podcast tomorrow, and I kept hearing him speak about it. And I was like, God, it's not for me. I'm playing summer baseball. I got, I got work. Like, I just I'm don't too have busy. I don't have time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was just God was pulling me, man. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give in. And I gave in. And, dude, there were weeks weeks before the camp, I was like, I, I got I to gotta learn more about the Bible. I, I got to get more spiritual. I really got to get rid of certain things in my life. And I didn't have to really do any of that. I just had to submit and be humble and let God do it. Because when I got to camp, it just propelled me. Mm-hmm. And ever since that moment of getting out of my comfort zone and just dipping my feet in the water, it, it was um, – it was an extreme blessing and the leading's fun and the, the the podcast is fun, but it's just fulfilling being around certain people, seeing the way God moves and letting God use me. It's not me. Like I gave my testimony at Fields of Faith and I prayed that nobody would see me, but they would see, they would see Jesus. And I got to saw multiple people give their life to Christ and people were like, man, your testimony really, you know, affected me. And it was just like, that's a prayer answered by God. Like, um, we're, we're just, one small piece of the the body in Christ. We're just a we're just a vessel. Yep. So that's what I would say to people. I'm like, man, just just give it a try and see how see how blessed it'll be and see how far it'll take you. Just see just see where it goes. Yeah, the encourager. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and be, that's be that. when I when I first got my start. When I first got nudged into being taught to become comfortable with being uncomfortable, if mm-hmm. you will, was in the church. It, it was. It was a, a youth pastor that I had, and and he said, you know, I think you need to be leading worship. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I think you need to be doing this. I'm like, nah. And but it. It, if it wasn't for my connection to the local church, and the growth that happened within that, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about this today. I can relate to you big time because I have two pastors in my family. Ever since birth, I've been in church every time the doors was open. My dad's mm-hmm. been a pastor since I was ten, and there's plenty of Sundays. I did not want to get up and go to church. Yep. 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, sometimes other nights. And um, I'm very thankful that the Lord didn't give up on me and that my parents didn't give up on me because I don't know where I would be at today, sincerely. And having a church family, like, people don't realize, like, that's a— it's a different kind of love, you know, like you said, yeah. when you walk in and people are greeting you and they're hugging you and they, and they genu- genuinely care for you. Um, you know, I'm sure we all have friends and we've grew up with people that are like, man, I'm always here if you need something or like, I, I care about you. And then, you know, you text them and there's just something, you know, it's just off, but you really talk to, you know, you like somebody in the church that's, you know, strong in their faith or just a Christian friend, like it's a different reciprocant kind of love. Um, and then when they can feed you encouragement with the word, yeah, it's it's di- it, it it's just a little bit unexplainable. Like, man, I'm I'm really going through some things, and they hit you with a little bit of scripture, and you're like, dude, I needed that, mm-hmm. or like I've been just <clears throat> needing a word of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't have to be a, a hug or you know a take you out to dinner. It can just be a simple text, yeah. a simple call, a simple um, something like that. I, I know that would go a long way for some people. All all the little pieces of the body that's that make up the local church. You can you can cross paths with somebody mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning, and they say, "How you doing?" And let's just say you're having a bad day. So they look at you and they're like, they're all excited on their face, you know. And and you look back and you're not thinking. You're like, "Oh, you know, things have been better." Oh, what is it? And you tell them what's going on, and then an hour later you forget about the conversation. And here's what's so special about these people that are within the church, making up all these little pieces that you forget you need. You come back the next week and that person seeks you out and they're like, Hey, about this situation, man, I've been praying for you all week. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking you're in the back of your mind. You're like, I forgot all about that. But that person devoted time, you know, to, to praying (laughs) for you. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I make all this stuff. They forgot about it. So small and insignificant when it it really does matter. person didn't. Exactly. The whole week. Exactly. We're, we're better together, you know? Oh yeah. And there's sometimes I feel like, I know I personally sometimes get discouraged, like praying for myself. Like I feel selfish about it because I'm like, I have so many great things. Why am I asking for more? <laughs> like, yep. So sometimes it's just better knowing that like other people are taking that push and like praying for you and helping you. And it makes it makes you feel less alone too. like it helps you know that you have that community. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, back to applying it, I've, I would encourage people to find a church that you know, loves them, encourages them, and lets them use their gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big thing, too. I feel like there's so many people in the church, like you said, that want to use their gifts that either, A, aren't saying yes to getting out of their comfort zone, or the church might not be letting them use their gifts. There might, It might be something there. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I've, you know, had experience where certain people have left the church because, <coughs> you know, they have an ability— and the church is like, oh, just just hold on. You're not ready, or you're not equipped enough. And it's like, how can you know? Can you relate to that a little yes. bit? You know what I'm saying? Yes, you've got to go where you can grow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if if you don't, you're you're gonna be pushed back and held back. And sometimes being pushed back and held back is just what you need for a season. Sometimes it is, but sometimes if if you really feel like, man, I, I really need to be doing this, or I really feel the Lord leading me in this, then you need to seek out a place that will allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. 
So you got to go where you can grow. And I think some people don't necessarily acknowledge that there can be bad churches, but a church that's bad for me might not be a church that's bad for you. And so you need to realize what works for you, how you're going to be the best off in your faith, and then go from there. Because the church that I grew up going to is not the church that I still go to. I stopped going to church after I'd gone there for so long. And it's one of those things where I know a lot of people who that church has helped, but they hurt me more than helped me. Mm -hmm. And so you have to go where you are comfortable, where you can grow, where they help you grow, where you feel like you have a community. And that does not look the same as everybody else. Yeah, that should be the number one reason is is to go go and grow. Mm -hmm. You know, some people go to church for the music or they go to church for the people or for another reason. And that's not bad qualities of a church, like you sh- but you should want to go to church to, to learn more about the Word, to grow in Christ. And you should go to a church where they're preaching a sound gospel. They're preaching a truthful gospel. They're not beating around the bush. They're telling you how it is in a sense. You know, the gospel can be a little bit, um, it can step on your toes a little bit sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I'm sure we've all got our toes stepped on. It's It's... You know, Jesus said, I come to bring a sword. I don't come to bring peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, f- for instance, when I've heard preachers talk or my dad preach, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, like it's kind of feels like it's pointed at me a little bit. Um, and that's God just kind of tugging on your heart for, for a little conviction. But um, I know that there's a lot of people, you know, you look on social media and you see churches that are preaching a gospel or preaching a word that's just ear tickling. They just want to make you feel good and, and that's and that's good in a sense but you you want to hear the truth and it's i think it's be, it goes to like holiness over happiness like god wants you to be happy but yeah. he wants you to be obedient like we said like there might like for me i could have spent a week at home doing whatever i wanted with my buddies or whatever being having a ball but instead i chose to go to sca camp to to get out of my comfort zone which yeah. i didn't really want to do but i wanted but i started wanting to say, I want to be obedient to God. And it might not feel the best at the moment. Yeah. I'm sure we've done a lot of things where we're like, man, I really don't want to do it, but i got to be obedient to God. It's super uncomfortable. Yeah. And that goes back to what you said today. You said we have to deny ourselves and live wholeheartedly in Christ. And it's so, so hard to deny yourself sometimes. Yeah. But you've got to do it, even if it sucks. Community. Surrounding, your, surrounding yourself with the right people, mm-hmm. I've felt, makes it easier. Um, when you surround yourself with maybe not specifically unbelievers, but people that aren't striving to grow in their faith, people that aren't loving you and holding you accountable in the right ways in Christ, you can easily find yourself off track. I know I can because I know that there's days where I go to bed and I'm like, like wow, I didn't uh, you know read, I didn't really get in, I'm, I'm in prayer like and it can and it can go by quick, but especially yeah. for for athletes like for us and like just being in college, and you go about your day, you got practice, you got class two or three times. Um, you might go to a meeting. It just adds up. And then at the end of the day, um, after a week, I mean, it just goes by fast, and you're like kind of grown, grown apart from the Lord this week, or I've um, not really been on fire for the Lord this week, or I just haven't. Um, it's not a checklist thing, like McKenna says. It's not a checklist thing, but it's about growing. It's about getting that time in fellowship, which is really important. Yeah. And it's like whenever you get that time, you notice when it's gone. So, like, 
we had a tournament this weekend and we had practice Saturday. We played all day Sunday, all day Monday, or all day Monday and all day Tuesday. And I have not been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I played like crap. I got behind because I missed my classes and I have been in a bad mood for the solid past four days. And I was sitting in chapel today and I was like, man, this is why I should have brought my Bible on the trip. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, it's you important. notice that stuff whenever you take a break from it, you see how positively it affects you and how fast the negative changes mm -hmm. from the world can come in. Yeah. It's important to be around like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And I tell my kids all the time because I have kids y'all's age. And I tell them, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. My dad always told me that. And I didn't believe it for so long. <laughs> and yeah, the same goes with yeah. the church. You know, if, you know, the God's word calls us and tells us that we are made in his image and we are mm -hmm. to bear the image of Christ. So we are to walk around with a mirror, you know what I'm saying? And so, and when everybody sees what, you know, sees, they, they need to see Christ in us. Yep. And in order for that to happen, because, I mean, we can strive all we want. But if we sit here alone and like, okay, I got this, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. But even, I mean, if we're honest with each other, even even when we come together in community with with our church family and in the church, in the church body, and we say we want to do this, it's still extremely difficult. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. So we're still I mean, human. yeah, yeah, it's still, still extremely difficult. But but if you can be around those like minded people, man, you're all all the better for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I was about to say that having that support system too just helps you stay obedient. Mm -hmm. and helps you get out of your comfort zone. Because, like, I know when I was in high school, um, our church youth group were doing mission trips, and I felt like I needed to do that, but I didn't want to do it, like mm -hmm. how you didn't want to go to camp. Yeah. But, like, having that support system, like, praying for me, and they gave you that push, it changed my life. Like, Amen. we went to Haiti. and That's awesome. Oh, wow got to preach the gospel to and like i still talk to people from haiti like i still have connections there they probably never just, heard it before have they yeah it's, yeah that's and that's it's powerful it's just mm -hmm. crazy like how much how much being obedient will change your life if you just like just humble yourself be obedient submit and then Amen. just do the things that Absolutely. you're supposed to do and i feel like it's people sometimes look at it as like I'm going to be really obedient to God because I really want him to bless me. Mm -hmm. And, like, in a sense, like, <laughs> you should want God to bless you, but you shouldn't – I shouldn't be a good friend to you because I think, well, if I'm a good friend to Elijah, he, he's going to take me out to eat one night. <laughs> or he's going to – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, getting something out. I, I, It's about having that true, authentic relationship with God. Yeah. Like, God's going to give you the desires of your heart. But being obedient, I, for me, when I truly feel like I'm obedient to God, I experience more peace, more fulfillment, more joy, maybe not as much happiness. Like joy is a little different from happiness. Some people don't realize that. And just, man, fulfillment. Like when I like when I go to G Group on Thursday night, like you talked about G Group, like if you're listening to this and you're not in a G Group Bible study, like I encourage you to, to get in. What are you doing? One. Yeah, <laughs> go find one. But like we meet for about an hour every Thursday night, and we have a good amount of guys. And, man, it's just fulfilling. You leave there. You're in a different mood. Like there's nights where I where I where I've come and like haven't been in the best happiest mood, but I look forward to it and I leave thinking like, man, dude, I just feel like my soul has been poured into. Like I feel like my cup is overflowing. It's like you just left the Tesla charging station. Yes, and it's like, and sometimes <laughs> it's just from hearing uh, other guys talk. It's just like guys that haven't talked before, man. They just say what's on their heart, or they just say, well, I'm getting this out of this. 
and just hearing people like like what you said about not doing the drums for a year and you kind of sat back and you know let the Lord guide you and then you came back to it like that's encouraging man to hear mm-hmm. people's stories I love hearing people's stories I think another thing that's like important to touch on is like being obedient to God doesn't mean that everyone that you show God to like you're not walking up and like spitting facts from the Bible or quoting a Bible verse to everyone that you share Christ with you sharing Christ with someone could just be going up and giving someone a hug after they've had a bad day or just smiling at them and asking how their day was on a day where they're really not feeling it like there's been so many times where people have said something tiny like that that's not even faith related and they've been like oh, I've seen you looked happier. You asked me this when I was down, and I know you go to church, so then I've thought about going to church, and I'm like, that's not what I meant by that, but I'm glad that's what you got. Like, you know, you don't know how you affect people, and God doesn't always use you in the church in a godly setting, but you can be used all the time. It's like you can't be spiritually fit if you're seeking God, like, once a week. Mm-hmm. Like, if if church is all you do throughout the week, like, you're not going to grow as much as you ought to. And for me, that's how I was. I was like, "All right, God, here's your, here's your, here's your Sunday." Yeah. And then Monday, it's like, "Okay, I'll be I'll talk to you Sunday again." Like, it's just not how it works. God wants you to seek Him every day. He wants you to to draw near. And as I was writing down notes, one of my notes was like, for people listening, is like, what is holding you back from church, or going to a church, or seeking a church if you're a Christian person? And I thought about like some people experience church trauma, which that goes back to like. Not every church is perfect, and not every Christian is perfect. You know, sometimes we have a bad day, and we we tend to take it out on somebody, or we say things like, oh, man, I, I didn't mean that. So you, you got to remember you're walking into a house full of religious people. <laughs> and who crucified Jesus? Cr- religious people. There you go. So, absolutely. Um, not not every church is perfect. You just can't give up. That's the key. That's right. It's like you pray about it, and you, and you seek it. God's going to open a door. God, God's gonna find you, um, you know those people that are gonna support you, and you gotta let Him do it too. The key is just like opening your heart up, opening your mind up, and sometimes that's hard to do. It's easier said than done, but just let God, just let God open your heart up. Let, just follow His voice. Yeah. I have a question for you, and we talked about me and you both kind of talked about you know how the comfort zone thing. Do you do you think it's more of a process for that than it's like you know one morning you wake up you're like oh I really feel God I really feel God you know call me to do this to do that it's for sure a process mm-hmm. for for me personally a process because I don't know how to word it yes on a process <laughs> it's it's the little things it's the nuggets you know. It's being in community with people in the church plays such a role in that process because, you know, Scripture says, uh, I, will know you're, you, I will know you are mine by the way that you love. Mm-hmm. And when, when your church family loves on you, they bring out these little pieces, these little nuggets to where you're seeing it for the first time. Softens they your see heart it. Too. Yeah, it's exactly well, that's exactly what it is. It mm-hmm. softens your heart. And they see it, you don't see it. And then as soon as they your heart is softened to these things, you start seeing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, okay. But I think a lot of times it's because you have a preconceived notion in your mind that 
it it's going to take a certain thing to be a certain for the outcome to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's not the case at all. You're Absolutely. like, oh, that was it. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. Yeah, like a I, kid going to the doctor for a shot. I you know? can agree because it took me, you know, several months to get to where I was. It was a process for me because it was ongoing prayer and ongoing, you know, trying to live out the word and trying to connect to God and you talk about the little things, which is a tremendous point because we had a team leader Bible study the other day. And the guy doing the Bible study said, big doors swing on little hinges. You take some of those little pieces out, the big door might fall over. It's because it's the little things that That's good. help you grow. And it's like athletes, a lot of people talk to athletes about get 1% better today. And you're like, just 1%? Well, 99 days, you'll be 99% better. You're not going to go in the weight room today and bench 200 and then tomorrow bench 240. It might be two months down the road, but you got 40% better and people don't realize, man, like the small things are key in every every piece of life. Mustard seed faith. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we this is a huge topic, and we could talk about it forever because yeah. the church is just, it, it's just a pivotal point in your faith. And you talked about we are built for community. God does not want us to be alone. Like friendship, the church is one of God's, best gifts I feel like he has given to us as people and we misuse it so badly sometimes and I know for me that having not only my church family but having a community around believers with campus ministry with G groups with going to chapel like that just boosts your week it just mm-hmm. and it's just one you're hearing the gospel multiple times a week and you're just around those loving people that give you that boost and soften your heart. One thing that stuck out to me that I just think really shows how strong the church community is, is they asked some of us from campus ministries to go talk to the board of trustees and Noah and I went, and I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if this mattered to anybody but me, but I heard it and it like blew my mind. Um, The retention rate for students that are like involved with campus ministries is a hundred percent. Everybody that is, like, in a leadership position in campus ministries has stayed at Kentucky Wesleyan. They've not transferred. And I think that says a lot about, like, how strong the community is, like, how those ties hold you and grow you and keep you in that spot where you need to be and keep you growing. Like, I love that. Attachment. Yes, that attachment. That's good. Thank you guys for listening today. We hope you got a lot out of it, and we hope to see you here next week.